All right, you guys are going to love this one. <laughs> Welcome back to the Canadian Gumball Behind the Vault Door. We're going to have a little impromptu, unplanned, unscheduled broadcast. Uh, for those of you that have been paying close attention to the internet, uh, Global News Montreal posted on their Facebook a, uh, a, posting, a posting directly from the media outlet itself indicating that uh, gun owners can just fuck right off and that we should seek our thrills elsewhere. And, of course, it was connected to an article uh, saying that, you know, now's, now's the time, of course, to ban guns. They're really pushing for it hard in Toronto. John Tory is working uh, diligently, uh, hitting the radio airwaves in an effort to uh, try and make it clear that, you know, gun owners and criminals are one and the same and that we're an accident waiting to happen. This all, of course, are hot on the heels of Wendy Kukie saying that we make more efficient killers because we attend the range and we engage in target practice and in hunting. Isn't it fantastic? We've got global news media, right? Who's now claiming that a former employee, now they won't, they won't confirm that they either resigned or were fired or let go or just moved on they they're not going to talk about anything because quite frankly they're scrambling hard i just had a conversation with a uh, station manager uh, by the name of Ms. McDonald. Uh, I was originally told it was going to be somebody else, but Ms. McDonald picked up the phone and engaged in a bit of dialogue. Of course, she was unwilling to offer up any kind of opinions and uh, really wouldn't say too much because I'm sure by now they're uh, <laughs> quite nervous about the idea of having to deal with this. Uh, she, of course, said that they were going to apologize. They have apologized. They pulled it down as fast as they could. And they're going to, uh, throughout the week, continue to apologize for uh, language that is not becoming of a major media outlet and uh, certainly doesn't reflect the views of the organization. And this was a uh, lone wolf. You know, as soon as she got into that bit of the conversation, uh, you know, and we had talked about a couple of things prior to that, she said, you know, that's not us. You know, like we didn't do that. And it was a, a lone person that no longer works for this organization. And, you know, you know we, we got into it. And, and, and I couldn't help it. I, I couldn't help it because I already told her that, you know, we're talking about a community that feels very marginalized. You know, the firearm community is already feeling pretty beaten up, pretty mistreated, pretty much, uh, you know, you can't even use the word sidelined. Like, I mean, we're feeling, we're feeling like they're coming up with stuff that is going to have a serious impact in our lives to the tune of like, you know, perhaps potentially taking legally owned property away from good Canadian citizens, the finest group of citizens in the country. And, you know, she's sitting there telling me that, you know, we can't be, you know, um, you know, we're taking responsibility for it. We're doing everything we can. And, uh, you know, we've executed measures to prevent the, this from ever happening again. And of course, my question to her was, you know, why weren't the passcodes uh, that gave that person access uh, you know, removed? Why, why wasn't that person deprived of access to potentially millions of people when they were fired or resigned or whatever it was? And, you know, she, she wouldn't answer that. And she says, you know, there is policies, you know, and I said, well, then why wasn't that person deprived? Well, I can't really comment on that and I'm not going to. And you could tell that they know that this could potentially become a legal problem and it should. Our, our lobby group leaders should be jumping all over Wendy Kukie. They should be jumping all over this global news, uh, you know, posting 
you know, certainly Tony Bernardo of the CSAAA should be jumping on this one. This is a freebie. I mean, we're getting mistreated. Clearly, they're demonstrating bias in the media every single day. Uh, You know, we've got $600 million being set aside for media bailout. I mean, there's a lot of people that think that the op-eds you know, that are uh, floating around there right now are purely designed to damage our community and to certainly connect us to, uh, you know, crimes, you know, really to evoke an emotional response from a large population in Toronto and to, you know, in an effort to try and execute, you know, bans and and buybacks. And, you know, uh, I I truly believe that they're going to go after central storage. People don't think that's possible, but I I think they're going to go for it. But anyway, you know, as we're talking and I could tell she's kind of scrambling a little bit, she's doing her best. And she said she hadn't gotten that many calls on it yet. And I told her, well, I know that's not true. So, <laughs> so of course, you know, throughout the throughout this conversation, you know, and I, and I apologize for making her feel uncomfortable because that's never really my intention. But I mean, I do want answers. And I think that a lot of people deserve them. Uh, if we're going to get maligned that badly, uh, if we're going to be mistreated that badly, and they're, of course, you know, coming from a major media outlet like Global News, they should answer for that. You know, the onus falls on them to demonstrate that, A, this isn't going to happen again, and B, you know, this person wasn't actually an employee when it happened, and, you know, answer some questions, like, why wasn't that person uh, deprived of their passcodes and given access? Like, I mean, it's really important. The, The responsibility you know, that a news media group carries is enormous. You know, and she's saying to me, well, I mean, you know, accidents do happen and, you know, yeah, well, you know, as a major media outlet, you're responsible, you know, like you, you are, you have, you carry a certain responsibility to make sure that, you know, not just anybody can get on there and say whatever they want and sway, you know, a public one way or another, or, you know, say things that, you know, shouldn't be said. You know, I wonder what would happen if somebody got on there and said something horrible about any one of a number of other communities, you know, whether whether it was racially motivated or, you know, had anything to do with people's sexual preferences. I wonder where the upheaval, you know, would be in that. I, I bet you it'd be huge, you know, but because, again, because it's firearm owners, you know, people will go, oh, well, you know, who really cares? I, I really don't believe that that's true this time around. I think people are outraged and they should be. I think that anyone, you know, shouldn't have to look at that. So while we're talking about it, you know, she says to me, well, that that that's not us and it certainly doesn't reflect our organization and we shouldn't you know yes the responsibility falls on us but you can't you know you can't say that we (laughs) you can't say that that's you know that's us and I and that was when I stopped and I thought about it and I immediately drew it to her attention I said I want you to apply that same logic to firearms owners you know you guys shouldn't be collectively punished as a media group for the actions of one ass you shouldn't be Right. You shouldn't have you shouldn't have your right to report the news revoked. You shouldn't be canceled. You shouldn't be taken down because one person acted out that never should have had access anyway. I mean, there's policies in place that prevent this. Right. You know, she says there are. But I got her thinking. Of course, she didn't want to comment at all on that. I said, I really I want you to imagine that you're a mistreated group of people. And you got somebody that shouldn't have access that has suddenly gained access and has done something so terribly offside, you know, that it demands an immediate, you know, response and you guys recovered as best you could. You took it down right away. I get that. But like, I mean, nobody's trying to deprive you of your ability to report the news. Nobody's, you know, canceling licensing. Nobody's, you know, uh, having you guys removed from the internet or taking your papers off the stand suddenly. 
because one person acted out. You're not going to be collectively punished. Now, will you have to accept some responsibility for it and ensure that things don't happen? Well, those, all those things are already in place with firearm owners. There already are current laws in place that properly address the issues. You know, we do our absolute best to keep firearms out of the hands of people that shouldn't have them. You know, and, and that's when I told her, I said, there's, there's a group of people that recreationally use firearms. There's 2.5 million license holders out there that should be collectively upset with what's taken place and transpired. And it's come directly from your media group. You know, is it your fault? Well, you know, maybe there's some, some blame that needs to be collected on their part. Um, you know, perhaps when that person left, their passcode should have been changed immediately. I would like to think that those policies are in place, but you know, whether they are, or aren't are things that should come out shortly. Anyway, I'm going to encourage all the uh, other major media outlets to jump on this one, although I doubt they will. Uh, I really hope our lobby group leaders uh, take action. I've encouraged Global News to uh, go out of their way to take legal action and ensure that this person is punished severely uh, for what is a horrible transgression and certainly uh, very discriminatory type behavior. Anyway, that's about all the time I have. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and on Instagram. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.